Well, good morning. I know this is a really small crowd today, but I kind of expected that for a Friday morning. Um, my name is Judy Friend, and I'm the preschool teacher at DeMont Christian School. I've been teaching at DeMont Christian for 20 years now, so this is my 20th year. So I'm just kind of sharing ideas with you all of things that have worked over the past, I don't even want to say 20 years. I can't remember hardly the first year of teaching. But I'm going to kind of hang over this way, and I do have a short little PowerPoint that I, I'll show you some slides, and then I'll show you some goodies, some ideas that I use in my classroom. So we're going to be talking about um, teaching advice from Mary's Poppins bag. I don't have a cool carpet bag like she does, but I do have my suitcase, which is pretty honking huge. And so um, as I was leaving my classroom Wednesday, I was just filling it up with all kinds of goodies. So the first thing I want you to be aware is you are in the perfect place where you need to be at this time. Not in this room, but what I'm talking about is in your teaching in your classroom. God wants you there right now, and so, you know, we think of Mary Poppins, practically perfect in every way. Well, yeah, this is the place that you're supposed to be. God, the Lord's plans are perfect. And Bert had a really neat quote in the, the original Mary Poppins. And he said, when you're with Mary Poppins, and I want you to insert your name there, when you're with Mary Poppins, suddenly you're in places you never dreamed of. And as quick as you can say, Bob's your uncle, the most unusual things happen. And I think that's also how it should be in our classroom. Um, unusual and fun things need to happen. Um, something that I'll talk a little bit about is, um, you know, in the original Mary Poppins, and I did this last year before um, the new Mary Poppins movie was released, so these are all pictures from the, the original one from 64. But there's a scene where the, the bird lady is passing out bird seeds. And, um, you know, the kids kind of stop and they're like, what is she doing? What's that old lady doing, right? And so Mary Poppins explains, you know, that she's doing something great. She's feeding the birds. And so in our classroom, we want our children to start becoming kingdom workers. Um, let's see, Tuesday, I had my three-year-old children, and uh, we were supposed to go on a field trip, and the, the host who was going to have us over at his house for the pumpkin patch wasn't feeling good, and so we had to cancel. <clears throat> and so we just did a lot of other things that day. But we happened to be in the right place at the right time to get the mail. So I had my children delivering mail to different people in the school, um, you know, the secretary said we could. But the fact is that they got to do that. They were using their, their, their services. They were all for God's glory, passing out the mail brought them such joy. Um, with my four and five year old class this coming month, we're gonna be going to a retirement home in our community and um, my children dress up as turkeys and we make necklaces with the residents there. <clears throat> you know, you, you just would think, oh, yeah, they're making necklaces. That's pretty nice. But to those residents, it's a big deal. They all want these pony bead necklaces made by them and the kids because, you know, some of the older folks, their hands are so shaky, so they, they really have a hard time getting that bead onto the, the string. It's kind of a plasticky string that we use, and the preschoolers are right in there. Usually they're quite shy, but they step up to the plate realizing, oh, I, I can help this person. I know all about pony beads. I can string it. And so you're building a community, and it's a real blessing to see. Um, so yeah, give them those opportunities now, even those small things, because it's going to lead up to bigger things. In May, when it's um, Mother's Day, I, I go to the same, uh, it's called Oak Grove, and it's a retirement village, also um, skilled care for those that need it, but the kids go, we get a donation of carnations, 
And so the kids go to the residence and they give them a flower and a hug. It doesn't matter if it's a, a male resident or you know a female. They just give a hug to them. And the people, you know, they don't want to let the kids go because it's been a long time and of all things, we wear pajamas there because I thought, you know, older folks maybe don't get to see the kids wearing pajamas. And those are fun triggers for them to have those memories. And then again, you know, some of the residents there never had children and maybe they wish they had. Or maybe their child won't be visiting them on Mother's Day. So there's a lot of reasons, but my kids bring them joy. And plus it feeds my kids so they can do the next kind of act, all for God's glory. Um, teachers, you really make such a difference in the lives of your students. At times, you're going to be working to the, your bones off, so to speak, trying to achieve the perfect lesson or the greatest creative, creative activity so you can get the children engaged. And these are important, yes, they're important, but we need to also try to um, become not so much involved with our lessons, although we need to be doing that. We also need to have some excellence in our how we want them to be kingdom workers. And that was, and I have written, however, kingdom excellence is, excellence is more readily achieved by being. And that is what I believe is being available for the kids, being kind, being compassionate, being a servant, being real, being loving, being patient, being humble, being forgiving, being thoughtful, being prayerful, and you're the one that needs to be demonstrating these Christ-like traits to the kids. Um, my classroom is in such a great location at our school. Um, pretty much the whole school has to come by my classroom, preschool through eighth, you know. Um, I can't tell you how many kids I try to take back, like, oh, you should come to preschool today. We've been having so much fun with you. And some, yeah, this is friend, we'll go with you. And they're ready to, and some are like, no, I'm too big for this. But um, it's a blessing, you know, you still make connections with the kids, giving them hugs and, you know, all things, even when they're in high school, they're still coming back, coming back to, to see you because if you make those connections, that's what they're going to remember is your kindness. And those far out, out, outweigh some of those daily lessons that you plan for. Um, in the end, the relationship we build with our students, that's important. Um, it's the time we invest and all the little ways we stop to show concern for those kids. It's the love that we share for them of learning, of life, and most importantly, that we share and we teach them about Jesus. And so um, I always tell people, I, I do, I, got, I have the best job in, in the whole school. And they're like, no way, you don't have the best job because they wouldn't want to be doing what I do. But I really believe, I, I just am so fortunate and so blessed. Good morning. Um, and then one of my last slides is, you need to go back to your classroom. You can do this on Monday. And you want to um, remember those times where you want to listen to those kids, hear what they have to say, and stop and ask them, you know, how were you, how was your weekend, and start making those connections. You can tell them personal stories of your faith. They want to hear about it. They want to hear about your life, your home, your pets. They want to hear everything about you. This next week is drug education week, right? So how do I handle this? It's basically, you know, who can give you medicine? Mommy can give you medicine, Daddy can give you medicine. And we go through the whole list of who can give you medicine. But then, um, I, when I was a little girl, I tell them I did something really naughty. So their eyes get as big as saucers. And I said, I'm going to call my mommy now, and I'll let her tell you the story. And so my mom has been doing this for 20 years. And she's 92 years old, right? So last year, I told my aide, I said, Jody, one day I won't be able to hear the story anymore, so can you record it? So Jody did, and I called up um, my, Jody's telephone, and Jody re recorded me on my phone. And um, she, so my mom was talking to the kids, and the, 
the kids are so glued to that little phone. And they want to hear the time I gave my doll some pain medicine from the dentist, right? It's my brother's medicine. And my mom has this interaction with the kids of, yeah, you should never do that. And the kids are, yeah. But the fact that they get to hear their teacher did something that wasn't appropriate, um, it brings me to a different level of, you know, it kicks me off that the pedestal that so often teachers find themselves on. Um, but it, it's, it's right at their level. So sharing your life experiences is important with the kids. Um, let's see, my daughter called, and it was planned. Um, she's in the Coast Guard, and so she's in Puerto Rico right now. And so she called the kids on my phone a couple weeks ago just to tell me what the weather was like. And so then we could look at Puerto Rico on the map, but then I was able to say, yeah, I'm a mommy too, and my kids don't live with me. And so you're given these connections, and they get quite excited to be part of your story. Um, so, yeah, the ability to make an impact is huge on children. It's a chance of a lifetime that we get to make a difference for in a child's life. And you really actually can do this starting Monday. And I'm sure you guys all do this. Um, and what does Mary Poppins te Poppin teach us? She teach us, te teaches us to grow and glow in Jesus. Right where we're at, just as we are, and we can do this. There's a, that's all you need to be. It's, you need to be there for them. And who knows uh, who you are tomorrow will depend on who you want to be today. So who you decide you want to be, that's who you'll be. It's in you, and I know this. And this PowerPoint, I actually redid last night. So you guys are like this. Because I, I was just like, oh. Um, the other PowerPoint was geared more towards the preschool teacher. I said, oh, got to change it a little bit. So I want you to look inside my Mary Poppins bag. And you do have a handout, and it just has a couple brief, um, couple pages. You can read those when you get back to school. But I'm just going to share with you some of my, my goodies. And these are things I use pretty much every day. Um, on one of these pages, I have the, a picture of these bags. These are called sharing bags. And what I do is daily, my friends get to bring these bags home, one friend, and it's a reminder for the parent that they're going to be having the snack and also that um, they can bring a toy in here. I was never really good at show and tell because it just took too long and I was like, that was my day. And so this is just a nicer way for me to manage um, show and tell. And they, they all talk to each other, so they all have that opportunity. But um, it was just my way. Um, I'm going to open this so I don't skip anything. In the beginning of the school year, I write the kids a letter. Um, I have a daughter who works at Mount Vernon, right? And so I have like a, st no, a stack of postcards of George Washington. So over the summer, I'll send the kids this picture of George Washington on a horse, a painting. It's really it's kind of lame looking, you know. It's, that's what you would get as a tourist at Mount Vernon. But I, um, I tell the kids, you know, um, preschool's going to start, and I let them know that there was a man, his name was George Washington. We'll learn about him this year. But I tell the kids that um, he was the first. He was the first president of the United States. He was in charge of our country. He made up rules to keep us safe. And he didn't know if he, he could do it, because it was he was the first one doing it. And just to let them hear, like, this is new too. Just like being president was new to George Washington. Being a preschooler is going to be new to you. But we're going to do great things together. So they, they get this postcard, and I, I invite them to come to school for some play dates. We have the school. It's kind of before school even begins. I get the kids into my classroom. And the first day, we are there with the parents and the kids because it's really important um, for me not to give the parents the boot out of my classroom. 
because I really do want our children to become comfortable. And so um, the first play date, they are there making birthday pictures with their child. And, I, and they're just a picture that they're, I'm going to hang up all year in my classroom. And so when they look at that picture, it's a birthday cake, and it's a collage. So when my kids look at that picture hanging on the wall, they're going to remember, oh, that's the time mom or dad came to school with me. I made that picture. That's my cake. So when we hop over to the next picture, you can kind of see these birthday cakes are toward the top of my classroom, way up to the ceiling. And I put them in chronological order. I should just do it like this. I put them in chronological order because when I'm working with my kids, I want to see right away where does their birthday fall. Oh, oh, okay, that makes sense why they're doing this behavior. So I use it just to, as a reminder to me, just like, Judy, they're, they're a young four, they're an older four, whatever the case may be. So we make those collages. On the second day, which I always have on chapel, that way my preschool parents are in the building, they can come to the first chapel, and I want them to be part of our school, feel like part of it. And so we start our play date again, and I have two sessions of them, one for the morning class, one for the afternoon, and my three-year-olds get one also, or get two of them also. And at that play date, you know, we play, but I have another purpose on that play date. I want to see the, how do they separate from their parents? Because I want to know, is it going to go smooth for me, or is this really going to be a challenging time? And so um, most parents step out and they just chit-chat in the hallway. But we paint cookies for a few minutes, and when the you know they, with um, like butter cookies, and we put and mix a mixture of powdered sugar and water and um, food coloring. So they just paint them, and um, some parents have to stay. And it's like okay, so I, it just gives me an indication. But for them to come into the school when the rest of the school isn't there, it's a great time for them to explore the building. I did talk a bit about that birthday chart, um, so I'm just going to scoot over to the next picture. In my classroom, uh, I have this secret, secret Facebook group. And I'm going to hop onto the internet real quick and show you what we do. So right here I have my three-year-old group and my four-year-old group. So I'm going to click on my three-year-old group. No one can see this. If you were trying to find it on the internet, you would not find this. I call this the secret secret. So the parents do have to find me on Facebook. But once they're part of this group, they can have their parents, the grandmas and grandpas, or aunts and uncles, or really close friends be part of this. Now not only are the parents part of this, the school administration is a part of it. So they can see what's going on too. But this is, you know, a window into my classroom. We take a lot of pictures. So let me show you a little bit. Um, the other day we went to the pumpkin patch on Wednesday with the kids. Somebody uh, forgot their hat and mittens. So I posted the picture. Sure enough, some of the people responded. And so by after school, that parent had those mittens and um, hat again. Um, and, and here we are. We're at a, um, we made that. The kids were supposed to go Tuesday, but we ended up going Wednesday with the four and fives. We went to a pumpkin patch, and it's an uh, individual who has a farm out by us. And so we got to pet the animals. And, so look at what parent doesn't want to see that smile on their child's face. Um, you know, so what a, what a great thing. I have a really quick question. Absolutely. The secret group, when you have like grandparents, uh -huh. do you have the parents say, oh, this is... Oopsie. Uh, my goodness, they just broke the chair. Oh, no, you know what? <laughs> oh, another one. Yes, another one bites the dust. It's, it's not you, but okay. you can have this chair if you want. No, it's fine. Okay. Okay, I know, right? But, but I know um, for <laughs> <laughs> But do you have parents say like, oh, 
these are my mom and dad, so yes. they're safe, you know, just because yes. you don't want to just let anybody. Yes. Okay, I was yes. just, exactly. you know, especially so with the internet. And some of them I've had already, um, so you get to know sure. them. Sure. But yes, mm -hmm. um, they do let me know. And then, it, are you the admin, or yes. are but they your can, administrators yes. the admin? Okay. And I do have a couple children who are in the foster care system. Mm -hmm. And so then I just put little stickers on their gotcha. face. Okay. But I do send the parents those pictures, or the foster parents those pictures, so mm -hmm. they can see the faces too. Sure. But I do follow the privacy settings, right. or whatever they say. Okay. Um, Thank you. Yeah, because so I was going to ask that next. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, but it's a great, it's a fun time. So, you know, I'll show them field trips. We had a semi come to school the other day, and one of the dads told us all about his truck, and we all got to sit in the truck. And the horns are really loud when you go on that street. Um, but a great time for the kids. Um, and here's just a couple pictures of them. They were excited. We got to climb on top of it um, with the dad holding us. And, and see what does it look like on the top of the truck and underneath. So for the parents to see these pictures, um, here's my little friend delivering mail. You know, I mean, he felt like such a big helper, big boy. Got to ride on the school bus. Well, we didn't ride on the school bus, so she said we cleaned the school bus. And then, then again, my little friends were being servants. And so there was a second grade. They were going to go on a field trip and. So we cleaned the seats for them. And, and they felt great, you know, like, wow, even though we didn't get to go on a field trip, they felt like helpers. And visiting the secretary, just, I give them updates, just want to share info on that field trip. And parents write back and forth, oh, I can't get my child to school. So at our school, we have to rely on carpooling. And so it's to let this parent know that, hey, I'll, I'll take Evelyn. So it, it's just a great, great thing. Um, a lot of, a lot of community building goes on in this group, and it's it's really important for me. Um, this time and in this place, our our parents are from a whole different generation than I am, and so I need to reach them in different ways, and and this does build community. Um, our school website um, posted a really cool video a couple days ago of the kids at the field trip. And when I saw it, I was like, oh, I love it. So uh, the school is really good about posting things. Let's see if I can start it from the beginning. And this is, what, this is what a parent wants to see. They want to see their child running to find those pumpkins. And so I, I was like, oh, this is great. One of my parents um, is in charge of our face, or yeah, the school's Facebook group. And so she posted these pictures, and it just shows our kids interacting with the animals and what they did that day. So we, at our school, we use it a lot. Um, because who gets to see these kind of animals? Um, it's really short. We talked about the pumpkins and made volcano pumpkins, you know. Um, so it's just a little clip, but you know that those, um, those grandparents, well, and this is Bubbles. Are you guys aware of Bubbles? The kids love, this is a website and it's on the very last page here. It's called bouncyballs.org. So when you're too loud, like earlier today, I had um, some music playing, right? It was praise music. And it kept telling me to be quiet. And I was like, no, you can't. See, there it goes quiet. So my kids watch these little bubbles to, as a way of getting quiet. Um, they also have like marbles, plastic balls. And when you're too loud, they get really bouncy. I don't know. If I, oh, I guess I should talk to my computer. Hello? And so they just get loud. There's emojis. And so those can be on my whiteboard. 
bouncing around, and if they see them bouncing too much, they know to be quiet. Does it say quiet, or will it just... just it does quiet. I'm going. just not um, loud enough. But if I turn on my music again, you'll see the message, and I was like, really? No, we want those. And then they have eyeballs. So there's just a lot of fun little things, and it's picking up my voice. So let me just turn on some music so you can um, play a lot of music in my class. I can start to play. So it will, but for my little ones, just seeing it move around is, is good enough. Do you know if you can change the language to to another language? Do you know if you can change the language? I don't know. That's, you know? I don't know because I never, we never pay attention. I don't know, but that's a really. I'll, I'll check it. Yeah. So check that out. I did put that um, link the website, yeah. yes, on the very back page. Um, so yes, so that third picture up here just talks about that secret Facebook group. And then what I do every year, I was talking to my custodian last year, and he said, oh, you know, when he comes in, he's the nicest guy in the world. And he, when he came in and said, you've got to talk to your boys. They are messing up the bathroom so big time. And so what I ended up doing was I took a Sharpie, right, and I made little spiders in the toilet. And so they're basically aiming spiders for my boys. But it really reduced the, the mess on the outside of the toilet. And so my janitor appreciated I had my rubber glove and the Sharpie that I made them with, and then I threw the Sharpie away. I was like, I'm not going to put that in my classroom. So um, that really helped. Something else that um, I've been using for years is I have parents bring me milk rings. And I, when the kids have a project we're sending home, we roll it up and put that over the project. And they feel pretty cool. I think that, whoa, I have a scroll. But I, it saves from possible tape ripping their project. So we go through a lot of milk rings. And they come back in the morning when the kids arrive. They'll be like, Mrs. Friend, I have these for you. And it's like, this is from one of my friends this past week. And so I'll stick my finger out and I'll just like, put it right on my finger. Um, it gets them excited in the morning to give me milk rings. So milk rings are a really helpful little thing. And who would think, right? Why would you want to save them? But they really do help with uh, getting those papers home. I have a poster up here. And I have this hanging in my classroom. Because in preschool, right, we all want to pick our nose. And then, I don't know, they want to put it in their mouth, right? So we have the nose, nose picking zone. And when I see a friend who's busy doing that kind of thing, I'll point to the sign. But sometimes I'll go, Mrs. Hill, who is my assistant, watch me. And, and the kid's like, no, Mrs. Fred, don't pick your nose. You know, and so we have a lot of fun with it. My hope is by kindergarten they won't be picking their nose. And, you know, pants have to be visible. So, um, so that's something we do. Something else that I do is I have a doorbell that I keep, and I'm the only one who can use it. My helper can use it too, but not the kids. So when the kids are playing and I have them, I need to tell them something. I'll do like this. So I plugged in my doorbell in the back of the room this morning. There's, I bought this off of Amazon for, I know it was less than $20. Maybe it was about 10 between 20, 10 and 20. And it has about 50 different songs that I could play. Um, and I change it around daily, maybe every two or three days. But um, you can play with the settings. So it may not be the same song. It might be, you know, can't you just see them? Like, oh, look at 
to the carpet right away. They basically know I have something I need to tell them. And so it gets them to the carpet. And it's just, instead of me turning the lights off, and they, they just hear it. I'm training their ears. Best thing, probably the best investment I've done, gotten in the last few years. Um, also, I have a, a frog. He's my croaking frog. And I, I think I got this on eBay for $4. So I check eBay, I check Amazon, just to see what I can get to, uh, the best price at. But when you croak it, the kids hear it, right? Isn't that the coolest ever? And so they want to try it too, but it gets them to stop what they're doing. And it's just like, she's got that frog out. I gotta hear what she's gonna tell me, you know? And so I'm, my voice is um, how, how loud I'm speaking to you. It's pretty much how loud my voice is ever going to be. I just don't raise it. And so they learn to listen. But great investment too. And like I said, $4 on eBay. That was worth it. Um, we use hula hoops a lot in my classroom. Not to do the hula hooping, but I'll lay them down on the carpet and I'll put toys in them. So like the magnet tiles may be in one hula hoop and maybe over this way, Mr. Potato Head's over here. So I'm separating the toys and they're learning not to get everything mixed up. But sometimes we use them for classifying and sorting too. So hula hoops are one of my best friends too. I use them a lot in the classroom. Um, Christmas is coming, and I, you, you know, they have to play with glitter. But I also need to be able to get the glitter picked up because that's pretty mean to, well, tell my gender, well, you know, it's December. So these lint rollers really work well to pick up the excess glitter. So that was just another cheapy find that worked. Um, reading buddies, I have a basket of animals. So when my friends want to read to someone, they get one of those little animals out. It could be a puppet, a stuffed animal, but they're reading. You know, they really believe they're reading for them. I have a quiet corner in my room. I had a girl with some sensory issues last year. So I started this and it's just a little chair that she can get into. It's a quiet place. There's fidgets in that corner and a few little stuffed animals and um, oil water type drippy. What would you call them even? The, the oil drips through, and then you turn it over and you watch it again. I, I don't even have the words. But um, great investment, too. I got this off of Amazon. I think they call it a, 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 a swoop chair. Um, but I bought two of them. It was about $20. And then I sent the other one home with this little girl so that she could have it at home. And again, what I'm doing at home and school, maybe that was comforting to her. Um, you want to do what you can to help them succeed. Um, oh, I have a behavior wheel, and it's kind of located, and it's a reminder for the kids. It's located throughout the classroom, but it's a reminder for the kids, you know, if they're having a rough time playing, I can talk about it. What, what can you do to solve the problem? And we give them choices. And what little kid doesn't need something like this because they're four and five. And there's so much play that's going on in the classroom. So a helpful thing there. Um, by, oh, and then something that I have in my classroom is, I call it a paper plate machine. It's an old record player. And so um, last year my husband got me a drill for Christmas. Wasn't I a good wife, right? But you just drill a hole in the center of a paper plate and um, the kids are learning to make like spirograph designs and you can see this is from one of my threes and moving up with a four and five and I don't know how many times a day out here someone's bringing me one of these plates. I made this for you Mrs. Friend and I'm like well, don't you want to show your mommy? You know and so every day I have this pretty good stack and then the kids also learn that they can use the back side too. So they're learning that they can um, make more just with one plate. Um, I did accidentally leave a blank box. I didn't mean to. And it wasn't until this document was printed that I said, oops, you know. So I said, okay, well, I'll just make this box an everything box. 
So in my classroom, I use a lot of visuals um, when I'm telling Bible stories. Lots of hands-on things. Um, we're getting to start um, the story of Moses right now. And so I have a, a tambourine that has a picture of the Red Sea on it. But we talk about how when they got over the, walked through the Red Sea, that um, they had their tambourines and celebrated. Next to our school, there's a, a big feed mill, and they have um, these big pole barns. I bet you the wall is probably the height of our room that we're in right now, and there's a little entryway between two giant walls. So I take them out to the playground, and the, the mill, we call it the mill, is really okay with us doing things. I, I don't know if they've just figured, oh, it's Judy. You know, let her just do whatever, right? But we walk through these big columns. And so, and the walls are close enough so the kids can get a sense of, oh, that's really, that was high, that water was high. And so you just do whatever kind of visuals you can for the kids. Um, I have an oil lamp. Sometimes I'll tell a Bible story using an oil lamp. I light it with olive oil and um, I let them know, hey, this is, this is what David would have used when he wanted to see something at night. He would have had to light one of these, or Jesus. And so then they look at it like, wow, that, that looks like that. Yeah, this is what it looks like. This is, this is a reproduction. <laughs> um, I have a shofar. So when we're talking about Joshua, you know, I have a shofar to blow. And I, I'm not a great blower, but the, with this, it's only my lips. Because this is not a community so far. But um, during Easter, they, they do get to feel that thorny crown. And, you know, I asked them, would you like me to put it on your hat? I, I could put it on the way they put Jesus' crown on. They're like, no. But um, they do, some choose not to touch it. And some do want to touch the pointy thorns. But it gives them a sense of, ouch, that would have hurt. That's what Jesus had to wear. And I, well, then we talk, you know, like, yeah, he should have had a golden crown. But they gave him a thorny crown. And I show them, um, I have a talent, a prayer shawl. And we talk about how Jesus would have worn this. This is something that he would have worn daily, probably. And then when I tell the, um, you know, you, you phrase things different for the kids. And I tell the kids about a lady who had a tummy ache. Her tummy was hurting for like 13 years, and all she had to do was, and I showed the kids, she just had to touch it with her fingernail. And they're watching me like, whoa, and, and she was healed. She didn't have to pull on it, you know, so they're, they're seeing some of the things that were part of Jesus' world. And, and I think that's important, um, because you're expanding their, their knowledge base, and that's an important thing. Um, when I'm, I wear a microphone daily, um, I've had this for years, and I, it's not that I have a large classroom, but I've had children in the past that had um, hearing issues, and so I, do, I work daily. So sometimes I'll wear it and I'll be like, um, the kids are playing, I'll say like this, if you can hear me, touch your nose. And I, I watch to see who's touching their nose, and they like to play this game. If you can hear me, touch your eyes. And I get quieter and quieter, and then I can move them over to the carpet or to whatever I need to tell them. But a great little, great little microphone. Um, let's see what else I have. Um, something that I found really helpful, and if you haven't seen a bumpy book before, they're a great way for children who some really can do so well with learning the alphabet, and others not so well. But this is the newer edition, and that's an older edition. But the children with their fingers can trace the letter, and they make the sound of the letter while they're tracing it. They say the letter. Um, there's like C has a cat, so they're getting an idea of what. Um, what that letter is. I've had more success with that book, uh, with teaching those that are struggling. 
than anything. And it's just been re-released. I had this one copy that was going that I had for years, right? And it was just re-released. Re and um, I think the cost is $29 a book, but that was another great investment. Something that I really liked. Um, let's see. Okay, my pile's getting smaller. Excuse me. Yes. Did you that wearable microphone? I'm a music teacher, so uh, you know, to have that would be like fantastic. Yes. The school. Uh, okay. You can look at it and see if there's any name on it. Okay. All of the teachers in our building have one of those. Oh. And, and like I said, um, when what they call co-op comes in, which is the um, organization in our county that um, helps kids with special needs. And they see me wearing that microphone, and they're like, oh, that's the best, you know. Like this year, I already have one little girl who has hearing aids. And so um, it's good to wear that all the time. Something that I use for, for the letters, too, I made letters of, out of uh, sandpaper. Yes. Mm. And then that is something when they use two fingers right. and they just trace them. I put the lines and they do it. Right. And also we made letters with glue. Oh yes. Put, oh um, yeah. Food coloring mm -hmm. with in the glue. And then we made the letters and yeah, they love it. after they do this and the sandbox and the glue is like it's and the shock then it's something it's that really is so real. So. Mm -hmm. because you know you gotta try to find yeah. um, I know was it two weeks ago when my little friend's from the sandpaper? She's like, can I have this as a friend? I'm like, no, you cannot have my sandpaper. You know, because I was going to be cutting it up and making letters for the kids. Usually I say yes, you can have it. But not my sandpaper. <laughs> but, you know, even with the sandpaper, the coarser the better. And um, just a great thing. And we have a die cut machine. Yeah, we have to. Yes, and so that's a huge time saver. Um, it's one of my favorite. Um, thank you. Thank you. And so, great, great way for kids to learn their letters. Um, when I teach the children to cut with scissors, I talk about this being a shark, and this is the fin. And so the fin has to go up and down. So they're learning how to cut. And so if the fin is pointing up, they're doing it the correct way. And so that's been a helpful thing. Um, I have templates that um, a few weeks ago we were tracing dinosaurs. And I can trace them, but the kids can trace them too. This dinosaur is probably 19 years old from a Cheerio box. And the kids have to decide what kind of tail they want to put on their dinosaur. You know, but when it's done, it sort of looks like a dinosaur, and so then we take the noodles out and they start gluing them on and trying to get bones to connect. So templates are nice if you can because year after year, you can go right back to them. Um, I was just talking about calendar time, making that as active as you can for the kids, because they need to be moving around. A lot of music gets incorporated in, um, into our, my circle time. You know, um, something that they really, are you guys familiar with the, um, oh, songs like Popsicle? Yeah. The kids love it. Um, I'll, I'll turn it. And when we first looked at it, we were, oh, my computer's dying, by the way. That's why it. Well, you can't see it, but I can. Do you do it through Google um, Noodle? Pardon? Yes. Just a great way. So, like, the popsicle song. Popsicle. So. Get them to just to get them moving, and they love these guys, and they're really dweeby-looking guys, but <laughs> the kids love it. So I help them with the movements. Hey, what? For what? Pop what? And so it goes through all these different movements. This is how a popsicle, and so it goes. And so the kids love to do this. Hey, what? Are you ready? For what? To pop. 
I honestly would be worried if they were my neighbors. Because these guys really do it weird. <laughs> So it's a lot of repetitiveness, and it just keeps on going to right this website down. But um, and then they have a roller coaster song that the kids love. And same two guys, and they're on a roller coaster. So the kids are all standing up on the carpet waiting to go on their roller coaster ride. Okay, they're anticipating what's going to go on, you know. So we put our arms up. Okay. Whoa! So they're rolling on the roller coaster. I love this roller coaster. And you love this roller coaster. Am ready. I am ready. And that's just one step. Hands up. Go side. Two side. Go break it. Hold tight. And so it's just a fun break for those kids that need to move on. Um, but, you know. Wow, this is kind of scary, Brian. Let's play some scary faces. And so all the kids are screaming, you know. Something white on the floor, and they'll be looking at it, and just like right, 
right over there by your shoe, there's something white. I don't know if I can pull it off the carpet, but they just scatter around the room. Oh, you don't have to. But I mean, it's just finding little things, right. a magic scrap, and it's a way of helping the janitor too. Um, I have marbles on my desk when I when they're working. I hear them being good. They hear the clink, and they know. She put a marble, and you know that I'm going to put the microphone next to it to make it even better. Um, my markers are always upside down, so the juice, I call it the juice, gets to the tip. And it's a helpful thing. I keep a, a pile of the roster list so I can always have one available so I can check things off. And who knows what it might be. This week it was a field trip, so I just wanted to keep track of who was going to meet us at this farm and who was meeting us at school. Um, trying to remember who had a turn and who didn't have a turn. So these little sticks are, who, I have a song about purple peacocks, right? And everybody wants to be a purple peacock, but I can't remember who the purple peacocks have been. So it's just uh, a visual for me. So everybody gets a turn. Um, something that I do at the beginning of the year, the kids will bring in their blue bottles. I do ask parents, can you show them how to open a blue bottle? But this glue bottle doesn't have Vaseline in it. And what I do is I open a Vaseline jar, take the orange cap or whatever cap, usually it's, they're orange, dip the Vaseline in it and take the cap off and I lubricate the lid. So the lids, you, you know, you're still going to get the crusties of glue on the outside, <coughs> on the outside but Opening it is so much easier. So I just brought one in that's not lubricated and one that is. So you guys could see. And it's just like that really works and it goes all year. Um, so we can open those glue bottles better. It's an idea ever. Yeah. I know, right? So you just have to do it once. Once. I've never had to do it twice. I know, right? So, you know. It has to be on your supply list. Um, paint cups. Let's see, I guess my paint cup must be in my suitcase. But I put the Ziploc bags in the paint cups so when I'm done with that color, cleanup is just a breeze. And just throw it out and it's just helpful for me. Um, Christmas time is coming in. We do so many projects, right? <coughs> I have a dry rack in my room, but the thing about it is it gets filled up. And then what do I do? So, I bring a clothes drying rack from home, which I know, right? Isn't that fun to put some blue bottles? I, I'm, I'm, so you just put it... You take that whole lid off. Oh, you take the whole thing off. Yes. And then you just, you know, like they would, you're Checking for strap, you know, get it in there real good. It's pretty nice, uh, you know. Um, the clothes dry. I know. Be careful with the thorns. Yes, uh, <laughs> clothes drying rack. It's just clothespins and projects get hang and dry. Just another way of doing it. Something else that I use is I have like water glue, mostly glue, but a little water, and. Um, Yesterday I poured um, Listerine in here. And the reason why, when the kids are doing a project, they can put the paper in whatever they're gluing. So they, they take their paper and put it in here. And they're not um, getting glue all over my tables, which, I mean, it happens. That's what happens in preschool classes. But they're, they're more in control of dipping the paper into glue, um, and then they can put that wherever they want it. Um, I, to kill the germs, I pour the Listerine in about once a month, because, I don't know, we just had hand, foot, mouth, right? You don't know. Um, but to make this, I'm just going to use my glue bottle. You just pour glue in it. and kind of rub it around. So like every month you put a little bit more glue in it. 
but it's there for them, and they can put their fingers. Really a helpful little trick that I do. And they also have to learn how to close that lid. That's another thing. Kind of like that in there. Um, we talk about having marshmallow toes in the hallway, so we can be as quiet as we can be. Um, I save these old, um, this is like a body gel, but I put paint in it. So when we want a smaller amount of paint, um, I just have to pump it. And I'm not pouring it out, and I always felt like I was wasting more. So these have been helpful for me too. Um, and we talked, I talked yesterday, and I wish I would have brought a clothespin, but I didn't. I attach a clothespin to a, like a pencil. And you can kind of just see how, like this is the pencil, this is the clothespin. So when they write, it's forcing them to use more of the pincer grip. And another way, you can have them put a quarter in their hand. And they have to hold on to the quarter when they write. And that was just another way of teaching them that grip. I gave each of you a Band-Aid and a pink piece of paper because if you take and open your Band-Aid, and you're trying to teach it, and this is for the preschool teacher, I would think, but what kid wouldn't want to make Band-Aid people? Um, so, and they're learning to open the Band-Aid, which is a big deal. They may mess up the Band-Aid, it may take three or four times for them to finally get a Band-Aid out of a piece of paper. But then, on the top, they can draw the head, and over here in the middle, where the cushion is, they can draw arms out, and then the legs go on the bottom. Um, so they're learning how to, to make a body a different way. But it's been really helpful. Um, we do a lot of voting in the classroom. Do you want to go out today, or do you want to play in the gym? So we have our own little voting booths, I guess you would say. And my aide is always in charge of those. And then the last thing I put was the bouncy ball website. Um, so yeah, these are just things that I do. Um, by my chair, when we have circle time, I, I call them sweaty wipes, because sometimes they really do a pretty good sneeze. And sometimes I just tell them, you need one of these to, to get it. So these are always handy. Um, let's see. I, I want to say that's it, but you know, we can share some ideas of, of things you do. Um, I, I liked your idea with the sandpaper and, and that's just, and the glue, that's so helpful for them to, to learn to write their name, or not write their name, but letters. letters. Mm -hmm. Another thing that I use instead of the Facebook group, I use um, an app that is called Seesaw. Okay. And, and then you can share um, pictures with parents like just they're working oh, to yes. share with them like, yes. messages too because I what you say you know this is a new generation mm -hmm. but I have both cases I have people that don't use Facebook at all right. and then I have people that don't read emails and then I have people that have phones Correct. so for example my newsletters I send them through email but then I print them I, I do say, the same thing I say to them I can send them Right. It was very in the phone, so you need right. to choose one of the two that I'm giving you. So right. you need also to let them help you. Exactly. But yeah, but exactly. through the uh, CISO app, it's, you know, in the day you send four or five pictures, they know what you're doing. Exactly and so. Everybody comments and right. they can take their pictures and send them to the family. I do a lot of different methods and I found if I just did email, I wasn't really hearing back from everyone. No, I email, I take time to download exactly, all the pictures. Exactly. And so I found um, texting. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes I have to text to my parents. Mm -hmm. But uh, we just finished conferences and um, I visited with my parents about how I pray for their kids. Oh, yeah. oh it's the time. <laughs> it's truly over. Um, but no, it's, it's ways parents will pray for me. So, you know, I thought, oh, they need to hear, I'm just not a preschool teacher. I'm a, I'm a wife, a mom, daughter. You know, I don't want preschool to overshadow everything else, even though I love. We've done for grandparents' day, and now for Panthers, which will be good too, is we just make little flowers and put on straws and then I put them in a bucket. Uh -huh. And then they can pick a flower and honey, I write things 
document. I don't know if I still have it. Um, I, I told the parents, this is like refrigerator worthy. Thank you for coming today. Um, but you can't get out now, you have to stay here with me. <laughs>